Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. balls this is the afl round 22 wrap-up podcast and my name is heath and like we do every week we start off with the uh, first question which is what was your highlight of the weekend josh you got a highlight from the weekend past well to be honest it was a uh, tip and moody signing on three years three yeah. year deal for a, a rookie listed player and well a player that uh, wasn't going to be on the afl list if not for you know the situation that occurred which has had plenty of airtime. um I think it's brilliant. It's one of the bright points of this year for Essendon. They've had a lot of bright points, to be honest, this year. If they've yeah. lost the PR battle the last few years, um, they've certainly kicked a lot of goals in, in that respect this year. Yeah, I mm. think Freya could learn a lot from next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brenton, you got a highlight from the weekend past? Oh, it's got to be... Um, well, I mean, winter's almost over, and it felt like a spring day on the weekend. And it almost did. In the MCG, under the sun. Uh, it was a beautiful environment. Except for the game. Except but, for the game. Yeah, mm. you know, you, you get those ones. It still wasn't that, that warm. I remember going downstairs into the, the little cafe to watch a bit of the Swans North game yeah. first. And uh, you walk in and go, oh yeah, this is nice and warm. This is what warmth is. Yeah, yeah. Well, so It looked like a warm day, but it weren't. And that's, what, that's my... Um, that's my compromise point where it doesn't have to be a warm day, but in Melbourne, if it's winter, it looks like it's warm. Good enough. Because when I first moved here, that's what used to suck me in every single day, which is looking out the window, sun's out, all right, that means it's warm. Not in Melbourne. No. Not in Melbourne, doesn't. <laughs> and the thing is, you look out the window on the other side of the house, and it's just dark and miserable as fuck, and you're like, that's, that's the Melbourne I'm used to. So during the week, we had like some miserable rain, and I was like, this is the Melbourne that I didn't grow to love, but I grew to despise <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, except... <laughs> And the weekend, it's like just a real pleasure seeing the sun belt down on the ground, even if the, yeah, that was as good as it got. I did see Melbourne won the uh, most livable city of five years in a row now. Someone's yeah. fucking sucking someone's dick for that. I'd like to know what their categories are for most livable city. Like Not able, weather, apparently. Who's, who's voting on this shit? Or being able to afford it. <laughs> you know, first home by, uh, first homeowners are fucked in Melbourne. Uh, anyway, wants to rent within, I don't know, public transport distance of the city, fucked. Hmm. So anyway, we've, we've got all know. the sports, so yeah. <laughs> Ooh, go Melbourne. Maybe London's worse. Things I still don't call us as Melbourne. I still feel like I'm a New South Welshman. Yeah, well, you spent yeah. oh yeah, we spent most of our life not in Victoria. Yeah, but I still feel like I have this impartialness to my opinion, which may be false. Yeah. Being that I'm from New South Wales and I can be a judge of the highest matter on Victoria versus any other state matters. Yeah, because if you're going to be an expert in livability, coming from Broken Hill, definitely. Uh, a good hey, resume. If you survive, you, you're an expert on livability. <laughs> um, my highlight uh, comes from actually, I was reminded of it during the um, North Melbourne Sydney game. Uh, North were wearing. Tax oh, it's no. North were wearing the uh, commemorative Guernsey for their 20 years since the 96 Premiership. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it also took me back because uh, the parents were doing a clean out 
uh, last week and they happen to have a box full of my trophies for some reason. Some of these trophies go back to 1986. Jesus. <laughs> Not bad. So they laid them out and went, which ones do you want? And yeah. I went, this is This is before you got on for participation too. Like these yeah, were yeah, these were, yeah, no. first, second, third, that's it. No, 86 was definitely participation. There was a lot of participation trophies in there. Don't know why they've been kept. But anyway, they laid them all out and said, which ones do we want to keep? Um, and obviously I said, none of them. That's why yep. they're in a box. Yeah. But it said, you, you've got to go through them and stuff. And it brought me back to the 20-year anniversary of my 1996, which I still believe has been underrepresented, uh, underappreciated. <laughs> so I want to revisit that, 1996 <laughs> for me, 20 years on now. It's probably about this this week. <laughs> Under-17s, uh, playing my junior year in Under-17s, I got the League Best and Fairest Award. Yep. 18-game season, only played eight games. Well, that, never mind that. Third Best and Fairest for my club. Third best of first. So third first, best first in the league, eight first games. In the league. And third for the club. So, oh, hang on, but you would have played A's for the ones we weren't playing. The reasons I didn't play is pointless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I played eight games under the 17s, got, I think, 22 votes, which is not a bad effort. Yeah. Third best and fairest. But was it in the women's league? Who it got, was not. Exactly. Who got best and fairest? I believe I know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's irrelevant to everyone else who's listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just saying that uh, I also went back to back the next year, but that, again, and nobody ever done that before, but again, you know, that doesn't need yeah, to be It's mentioned. not about me. It's not about me. It's about <laughs> the poor other lads who went back to back and, and never got the respect they deserved. Uh, okay. I played more so than eight you, games. You were getting silver service from the Ruckman, though. The fact that Dean Solomon was 15 and playing in A grade <laughs> and got run up best and fairest in A grade is not relevant either. I just feel like I was a little bit underappreciated that year. Third best and fairest. I, I'm Speaking of which, recruit next season. <laughs> the 36-year-old. Can kick us 70 metres on his left. He's a chance. Yeah. I reckon I could do seven. I think Josh put 10 bucks on it because it's a good value bet. <laughs> I do like a good value bet, as everyone's well aware. All right. So let's go into the, the games proper from round 22. We'll start off on Friday night with West Coast and Hawthorne. Fair to say, uh, no oh, winners. Speaking of value bet, yeah. Um Look, West Coast, I don't think it will surprise anyone to say that they would have rather lost by 100 and keep Nick Nat. Yeah, of course. Because without Nick Nat, they're not winning a final. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck if it's the main stadium, but on the moon. And they were, they were up up and about oh, until that point. Uh, so many positives out of there. Even Lissette, how do you pronounce yep, his name? he's playing well. Played he, very well. Had a small injury as well. Yeah, uh, but they, sh- the they shared the ruck load um, with him and Nick Nat very well. Oh, they, 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 think they both mm. uh, were topping hit-outs. Oh, they were dominating, uh, not just the rucks, but just the contested marks around the ground yeah. was ridiculous. Well, I think that was the the sort of the story of that game was uh, the West Coast were too tall in the middle and they were too tall in the mm. forward line with Kennedy. Well, they were holding contested marks and Hawthorne were dropping chest marks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's the game right there. Yeah. So in a way, um, their inaccuracy in front of goal made it look closer than it was. Yeah. But also yeah. just their contested marking. Without that, it, also, it would have balanced out the other way as well. They just yeah. look classy. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it easy. It's like you wouldn't say they they didn't rough Hawthorne up, especially they didn't. Uh, well, I thought they tried to put the pressure on early, which I thought set a, a precedent so the Hawks wouldn't do it back to them. But yeah, it wasn't an overly physical game. No, it wasn't. But I felt that the the West Coast weren't going to be bullied around this time. So the first quarter, they definitely there were a few hits after the um, ball was out of bounds, and especially on Hodge and that. And that was just to let them know that not going to be physically intimidated this game. But it, it looked like they weren't saying, "All right, we've got to beat Hawthorne." They were yeah, saying, exactly. "We've got to play yeah. our best." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that'll be good enough. And obviously, it was. Yeah, uh, I don't think we saw their best, but um, oh, we saw Gaff's best. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're thinking about thirty-eight or something. Stupid. Stupid. Speaking yeah. of. 1996. Do you reckon that was the last time anyone ever called Nick Nat overrated? Remember when he yeah. first started? Everyone was like, oh, you know, he can jump, but what can he do? 
Fuck me. Yeah. If he if he hasn't gone to you know best, uh, which you wouldn't call him a pure ruckman. He's probably the best mobile ruckman. He, he's different. Yeah. He's unique. Um, a, a utility bit, ruckman. It's a bit like saying Aaron Sanderlands is the best ruckman of all time. Well, he's yeah. seven foot. It's like how, how does he go as a pure ruckman? Well, he's seven foot. Um, yeah. Nick Nat's a bit of the same. You can't say he's a pure ruckman because he's so athletic. He's more athletic than any other ruckman we've ever had. You put him third best wide receiver for the 49ers. Yeah, at, something like that. Actually, speaking of other sports, another highlight of this week was uh, Aussie Boomers playing. Uh, we heard, I can't remember who it was, calling... Um, it was Andrew Gaze. Uh, saying Della Dover has a football background. It was Paddy Mills. <laughs> <laughs> was Paddy Mills too, not Della Dover. Um, and then... The same weekend, we see uh, Scott Pendlebury show he's got a basketball background by dribbling the ball in the middle. Well, I wish Paddy Mills got a kick. Actually, yeah. he played well in the bronze medal match that Australia fell short by a point. That wasn't a foul, fuck it. But anyway. Um, the other thing I took out of this game was Burgoyne made mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Now, I reckon... I'll retire. I reckon I haven't seen Burgoyne make four mistakes in his entire career. Yeah. And I saw him make four mistakes in 10 minutes. In pressure as well. And it was across the back flanks where Hawks got pressurized this game, which is usually their strong points. Even some of them weren't under pressure. Though. Some of them were kicking yeah. out from full back. And that's yeah. when they're not under pressure. Yeah. I remember seeing Frawley lose the ball in a tunnel. And uh, you just see uh, Kennedy come across, pick it up, and just love see, and life. That was in the third quarter. And that was yeah. th- there was no chance after that. Yeah, but that just seemed like the story of the day. It, you know, Frawley, he's a quality player. Uh, you you expect a couple of spud mistakes from him, but to give the ball to the most dangerous forward in the league yeah. like that, he just terrible. well, it was a clear, uh, clear mistake. And he's had a great year, Frawley. Like my argument was uh, before this game was he's probably not all Australian backman, but yeah. he's mm-hmm. close. He's definitely in the conversation yeah. because nobody's kicked a bag on him now. Kennedy kicked five on, mm, on, yeah. on the weekend, and that's the biggest that he's had kicked on him this this year. But, you go, yeah. well, okay, you know, it's it's hard to make that argument again. But he's the most dangerous forward in the league, so you kind of have to, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. but he's kicked zero goals in the last two times Hawthorne have played him. Yeah, and, and Frawley's, you know, said, I want him. Yeah, and it looked like he should kick more, to be honest. Yeah, well, he <laughs> kicked three in the first was, quarter. Was an understatement. Yeah, I guess. Have, but... I guess so. He didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of help. Gibson looked uh, pretty dusty. Slow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought Brand played okay. Like, yep. who's the other key backman back there? Yeah. They were going on about Stratton, you know, who wasn't there, and I said, "Oh, maybe it's it's that's affecting Hawthorne." Yeah. Like, no, yeah, they were taking those marks regardless. Yep, that's how exactly, well they were playing. Yeah. Although, who had that tackle on Yeo? Uh, yeah, that was Brand. Yeah, saved the goal. That was a great tackle. I yep. tell you what, though, as a as a coach, that would shit you, just because you you eight meters out. Fucking just take it easy, lad. It's not like you're on the boundary line. And even no. if you are, it's an easy kick these days with yeah. a 10-meter yeah. zone. Yeah. But uh, fair play uh, to Bran. A backman should always just be able to do it. Because realistically, even if the umpire hadn't called play on, you get 50 away. Who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's kicking it from so the goal square instead of eight meters out. Why not? It was so, a yeah. good tackle. It was yeah. almost likable. Um, but you do feel like uh, West Coast have lost, like... Not just this year, but maybe next year too, because of Nick Nat. He is that yeah. big to that side. Yeah. Well, how long are they calling him out for? He's like, an ACL. He's yeah, a yeah, full months. season essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, which means obviously he's not playing finals, and he's going to come yep. back at what round eighteen next year if if you're lucky. That. Yeah, yeah. If things go well for him, so that, we're looking at about fourteen months of speculation on where he's going to play in twenty eighteen. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think he's one that's straight up spot for Fife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and he's going to be out for a long time. But Stegler as well is going to be one that's going to hurt Hawks because he was he was a workhorse in the ruck. He, he wasn't often a winner, but he was serviceable. Can take a contested mark. Yeah. One of the few that can in yeah. the side. And, and dropping back, he was in doing that. And uh, got dropped about this time last year before yep. finals and yep. never got his uh, his yep. uh, uh, place back in the side. So now he's not going to get it for this finals again. And it looks like both him and Nick Nat's injuries didn't put a whole lot to him, no. which is scary. Because... Which is, and mm. yeah, instantly you know when there's yep. nothing in it, you're gone. Yeah. ACL. Yep. So. Yeah, has he come back too soon? And on on that, when there's no contact, you probably say yeah. I'd say no. It's just one of those things. It's bad luck. That's the way it goes. Because I mean, you say Nick Nat's come back too too soon, but um, Seckler yeah. did the same thing five minutes earlier. Yeah, and yeah. he did smash it last week, I guess. So, but you know, even so, yeah. it's it's a shame. It's a shame for the game that he's out because he's such a phenomenal talent to watch. Yeah, of course, he's the finals are shaping up to be uh, a lot more bottom four contenders uh, than we've seen in previous years, and West Coast is shaping to be one of them. Yeah. We, we could see a Bradbury. So you take them out of it, and yeah, kind of yeah, lessens interest in the finals first Less. round, especially. It'll depend who's left. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be that way. A bit of a war of attrition. Um, okay, on to game number two, which was North and Sydney down in Obart. Um, Interesting one because you thought that uh, North had a little bit of a fortress down there, but Swans in the end of the day just a bit too classy. Yeah, and to be honest, uh, watching a fair few North games, I haven't seen a good game in Hobart yet. Like one that I was like, <laughs> there wasn't a, like there was an asterisk next to it for yeah. all of them. Is either like the weather or lack of interest or I can't remember. The, did they play Richmond down there earlier this year? Yeah, they played them definitely. It might have been started this year. But... I remember they had the Melbourne game with the Gale yeah. Force breeze, and that was fascinating. Yeah. This one was, was the West much... Coast with the Gale Force Breeze. Melbourne was... No, Melbourne uh, was the Gale Force Breeze. Yeah. Richmond was the one where they're banging up Jack versus Ben Brown as a Tasmanian shootout or some bullshit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And fizzled out. It was terrible. And yeah, it's just hard to watch good footy down there. If they either don't send a full squad down there or the conditions are that foreign to what they're used to on the mainland that yep. nobody can play the natural game there. And so it was actually... I mean, not surprising, but... You thought that that was, that was going to be the key that North Melbourne would be able to rely on, but the kicking was shit ass. Yeah. So it just really fizzled out. Um, one good thing for North is I said before the game, if Tarrant has a good game on Buddy, he's a shoe in for all Australian. Yeah. Um, and Buddy didn't get a kick before half time. Yeah. Zero one. How many? Yeah. How many kicks get all up? Like three. I mean, in, in fairness, he did uh, have a bit of a hip nickel, but, but uh, we still saw him run around the game. He was still the out there playing. Match, so. Um, yeah, Terence. Uh, he had a brilliant season last year, and uh, yeah, I I can't see, uh, can't think of another big uh, backman who could really claim to have him covered. No, um, it's at absolute worst he makes the bench. And so this mm. was the um, eighth versus first, wasn't it? Correct. Or was that only pre pre round? Uh, no, p- uh, afterwards. Afterwards, so Friday night, yeah. Sydney was second going into the game and came right. out first. Right, so it's showing like a bit of a difference between uh, the top four and the bottom four in regards to longevity through the season, whereas North started out cracking start, probably easy draw, um, full squad, and now there's a really, really struggling on West Coast with a couple of injuries. It's really starting to take shape yeah. for how the, you can predict how the final's going to go. There's probably not going to be too many upsets, I reckon, in the, in the uh, first round. I think it was telling too that Sydney got Tippett back, and I think... What's his name? Uh, Sinclair is probably their only best 22 who's still yep. out. Yeah. So they're just... Their run coming into the finals with injuries is just beautiful. No, I'm mm-hmm. along. And they got Richmond next week. And Richmond aren't looking for a win. It's not like their last year where or the year before where they're trying to get in the finals and yeah. putting on a run. So that's going to be a fizzler as well. 
uh, Bruce Ferry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be. I would be surprised there were two full squads on the field. Yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate that North lost Thompson as well. Another bloody injury to a backman. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you had Taron who stepped up and he did an excellent job um, the whole day, getting his own ball as well, playing yeah. a, a little bit off, not mm. just uh, specifically stop buddy and that's it. He was actually running off, getting his own Creating ball, creating the play. Yeah, was, yeah. Leaves and bounds, he's come. So, again, uh, Benny Brown makes a big difference to the side, though, because he's yep. a, a genuine lead-up full forward. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's got that slight bit of uncoordination where you don't want to get in his road when he's on a fast, strong lead because he's not going to stop. And <laughs> there's going to be legs and all shorts are entangled. Physically can't stop. Yeah. Um, Magic Door saved his career. Yep, yep. In the last couple of weeks. He's, he's, yeah, obviously, I don't know what's clicked, but hard work's starting to pay off. Something's happening. Well, I think part of it is he, he doesn't have that court case hanging over his head anymore. Maybe. Um, yeah. And secondly... With weight being injured, uh, I dare say Brad Scott said, well, you got three or four weeks. Uh, yeah. You're going to you every week? Yeah. Have a crack. Uh, the problem is that he's not clicking in the forward line very well. Yeah. Like you, So often you see him and Petrie and Brown yeah. and someone else all going for the same ball rather than, all right, you run this way, I'll run that way, and we'll uh, spread the defense. I think he might actually be a wingman. Like uh, when Richo had revitalized his career playing on the wing, being the tall forward that could be a play breaker, if it makes sense. And, you, you and know he, could, he could break someone. He's yeah. got the pace for it. Yeah, obviously. he's got the marking. He's got like not an accurate kick, so he's grab it. Well, that, the forward. That's what he's added to his game since the last time we saw him, which he was just so green it was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Now you go, okay, he is a dangerous contestant yeah. mark. Yeah. So that's one more thing. Yeah, he's not shying away from the physicality of the game as well. Yeah. He's not going to push the shouldn't. ball very easy. Exactly. You can yeah. bench press a Mack truck. He yeah. should be Mr. Physicality. Confidence is the key, though. You've got to be confident in what you're doing. Um, on to the next one then, which was the Tigers and the Saints, a game that we attended. Now, Unfortunately, yeah. it's funny. It's one of those things where it wasn't a bad game, but nothing exciting happened. It was, it was not interesting at all. Um, for the first half, Tigers couldn't take a mark and Saints couldn't kick straight. So really made an interesting contest. It was it was more a case of both fan, both sets of fans were always like, oh, God, it's really, we're still doing that? We're still yeah. doing that? Bruce was taking strong marks, uh, getting good looks at it. Delivery into him was pretty shit-ass, to be honest, for most of the game. Uh, lit, him, lit him up a few times, blazed out, and he messed it up. So it wasn't even exciting for, for one team. No. So, I mean, the most exciting for us was between the breaks, we'd go down and check out the scores. Between. <laughs> well, there was, uh, during the break, they did one of the crowd promotions was race the Jeep oh, or yeah. beat the Jeep beat or something. Jeep, yeah. So they have on the uh, electronic sideboards, you know, uh, a Jeep running a hundred, uh, sorry, driving a hundred meters and somebody has to race the Jeep. Yeah. They said, do you want slow for 20 bucks? You know, gift that card and yeah. medium for 50 or fast for a hundred. Yep. And of course the whole crowd's got hundred, hundred. Yeah, come yeah. on. And this girl goes, oh, I guess I have to go a hundred, go the fast one then. Yeah. And it beat her by halfway. Horrible. <laughs> smashed her. But yeah. she ran the whole way. Like, yeah. Good stuff. So that was the excitement for me for this game. And to be honest, even like the presenters that started walking off before the race is over. They're like, fuck <laughs> it. Players coming out. Let's get off. I can not really digging deep into the wallets there, are they? hundred bucks. Yeah. To beat well, a Jeep. Jeep, yeah. And it's Richmond. So I probably started as a grand and just went missing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't make it from Punt Road down we're, to... We're out of debt now. We're not going back into it. <laughs> <laughs> what they were saying. Didn't uh, even see the Jeep there. The most excited the crowd around us got was <gasps> when I think Richmond kicked two goals in 30 seconds. Towards the end there. It was the last 30 seconds of the match. Yep. But <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going, oh, it was just starting to get good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we could do another three quarters of this. So it was just warmed up. <laughs> But it was a team like Bruce Free Footy. No one was interested in doing a whole lot in that game. Yeah, you're not going to put and yourself I out. Don't really blame him, but at least you know, make yeah. it a shootout at least. You, you don't want to be out for Mad Monday. 
No. But it was interesting towards the end where Dimmer started playing the wings pretty much on a very wide uh, 50-meter line almost. Uh, almost, yeah. You're playing him as an extra forward flank. They had an yeah. eight-man forward line. Yeah, it was almost like stage. a blitz, like an NFL blitz where yeah. the half-back line would just come straight through. And that's where they got two quick goals and caught off the guard. Maybe you should try it in the third quarter. Speaking of that, I was chatting to a bloke. You know, this is one of those six degrees sort of thing. Who um, his son plays for Hawthorne, and he was saying that uh, one of the things they've got set up is that they have codes for uh, offense and defense. Right. So if they call out a three, it means a is the offense. We're going through the middle. For example, I don't know what the fuck they mean. Yeah. Uh, three means that they're playing through the wings or the the fat side wing. So we need to stack three players, one kick away. Yeah. And within. They reckon within 30 seconds, they'll, the runner will go to Hodge. Hodge will disseminate the back line. Runner then runs out to whoever's resting the forward line, say Mitchell. He spreads it out of there, and they've adapted instantly. And then the only thing that does it's very NFL-like in that they'll call the play yep. during the game. I'd believe it because you can see... Well, obviously, I watch Hawthorne closely. You yep. can see them when they're calling it out. Yeah. But I think even if other teams had those plans, you've got to have the players on the field that are yep. able to marshal them. Yeah. The leadership, and yeah. And that's what Hawthorne's got. They've yeah. got five assistant coaches playing. Yeah. I mean, in Richmond, have Basha Hooley. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a military-style effect. Um, you know, they adapt from offense-defense, and they are always um, always able to marshal the players into the formation they need, the structures, as they call it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just found that really interesting that yeah, that was good. brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I asked him what the plays meant, and he wouldn't tell me. Yeah. I mean, if Channel 7 did their job uh, showing the actual football, we'd be able to know this shit. <laughs> See, I guess, put into effect. Oh, we yeah. missed out on half the game. More spider cam, I say. Shit ass. Well, you just need behind the footy so you can see what's going on ahead of what they're looking at. Actually, there's a it's funny... It's not rocket science. You know you need like, a fucking uh, mega wall. That's yeah. what you need. Oh, did you, see, did you see Ricky Gervais's commercial for Channel 7 during the Olympics? No, but no. you told me about it. Yeah, and I've only saw it once and that was it. Granted, I didn't watch much Olympics, but... Um, he was talking about because you've seen these Optus ones where they're very tongue in cheek and it's very look. I'll just do something and you can chuck it on the app, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, so he's talking about the Channel Seven coverage Olympics and he's like, "Sorry, right, so you guys are the so you're, you're the only one showing it in Australia, yeah?" It's like, okay. Well, if you want to watch Olympics, you watch Channel Seven because you don't have a choice. <laughs> and I was thinking he does not realize how much he has summed up Channel 7's approach to covering sport. <laughs> We've got yeah. it. Fuck you. Yeah. I've been trying to. If anyone's got a clip to it, please like send it to us because I've been trying to find it and make a pretty funny meme out of it. Um, okay, well, I think we, we don't need to spend any more time with Richmond Saints. Oh, sorry, there was one more thing. Daniel Rioli got a NAB Rising Star nod. Uh, I, I, I don't know how, because yeah. if you watch that, that game, game from start to finish, yep. yeah, so it's one of those accumulation ones, I think. He's done he's done things in games that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was accumulation, and they've, yeah. you know, they've already given out 21 others. So It's kind of sad, really. Running out of first years. Yeah. Bruce is stuck over in uh, Rio, not getting to see it. So, you know, oh, a yeah, bit true. disappointing. Well, it means Bruce. he's back for this Friday night. If someone robs him, fucking great. <laughs> Dick's out for Bruce. Or at least he says that someone robbed him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, building the show. Seriously, if that story, if he has to go to the cops, all right, all right, just look. I was pretty hammered. <laughs> it doesn't start off like that. Un-Australian. Oh, yeah. Um, GWS and Frio. There was a highlight in this game, and I think that was Shane Yaron kicking three goals in the first quarter and kicking good goals too. Yeah. Uh, Everyone loves a redemption story. Hmm. I'll raise that with the Lockie Neal getting 40 for a losing team and getting 12 tackles. So never get up the 40 whole and 12 is not a bad 40 effort. and 12 tackles is a and good I effort. A, I have a feeling kid. not the first time for him this year either. Yeah. So good luck keeping, keeping hold of him, Freya. <laughs> is, uh, is Monday on the way out? Nah. Because, well, they were talking about, uh, well, you know, there was discussion about Fife might be looking elsewhere. 
Uh, Mundy, he's, he's, there was talk about him leaving too, which you wouldn't think it would be happening yeah. with a captain. But um, I wonder if uh, old mate's thinking, I might might have a crack at this captain thing. Who's old mate? Who's old mate? Neil. Neil, oh, sorry. Oh, right. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm following you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll be the only one left by the end of it. He's probably going to be the best suited there. He's the only one that recognises a footy, so he's probably going to look pretty good yeah, for him. Yeah, he'd probably get coached too, playing coach. <laughs> um, Patton kicked six in this game. Which yeah, he took some nice goals. Very, very good from Patton. And also, the other thing I noticed was that GWS squad, there were, what was it? It was, none of them got single-digit disposals. All of oh, them right. in double-digit disposals. And it ended up being 20 or more possessions for 11 of them. So Very true. Even Mumford got 10. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, top possession was Griffin with 30, and he's done quite well there. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they shared it around. But, again, um, once they got through the first, I don't know, quarter and a half, yep. they were sort of, okay, we're, yep. we're safe now. And just... Well, that's, I reckon they were bored. That's why they're like, look, let's see if we can get everyone double digits. Sorry, I've done that. Well, let's see. Whose turn is it? With. Now we're getting 20s then. So Share we'll it around. around again. Yeah, it was like they were bored of seeing the football. Like, oh, really, again? It was interesting that um, they had five come out today and, and say, yeah. you know, oh, I'm not really going anywhere. I'm staying at Freo. Yeah, I'm committed. Because it does feel like the board said, mate, can you just throw us a fucking yeah. bone? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting yeah. hammered here. I did see a bunch of quotes, though, that uh, Dangerfield came out and said exactly the same thing about this time of his career. Yeah. Yep. Last um, year. And so did uh, Eddie Betts and uh, a few other guys who made the move. Well, what's the it means fuck all in August of 2016 when you contracted for the whole of 2017. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, so about uh, March next year, we'll hear, I'm just trying to play footy. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that at the proper time. Well, we're in Melbourne, so we're here shit. <laughs> <laughs> unless he's coming to Richmond. Well, that ain't happening, let's be honest. <laughs> There's no one like Nat Fife going, you know what? Richmond, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like? I think I'll fit in there. <laughs> Cold weather and battling clubs. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, and Hoddle Street traffic. Fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm sick of this haircut. Fucking dusty. Sort me out, mate. <laughs> um, Collingwood gave Gold Coast an absolute bathing. Yeah. Um, I'd say, forget, forget the game. Um, yep. Collingwood actually Easy had a couple done. of highlights uh, out of the week. One was uh, Nathan Buckley's interview on Friday night on SEN. I thought it was fantastic because he actually yeah. answered questions. Yeah. Was it Friday night? Was it- well, I, I heard it Saturday. So oh, I, well, yeah, I that's right, yeah. it was... I heard it with you in the car. We'll go yeah. on to the footy. That's right. Yeah, so it was go. Friday night. Um, it sounded honest. Um, I like yeah. what he said. If we don't play finals next year, I'm gone, yeah. which is true. And I like the fact that, obviously, he knows that Media just trying to get him to say that because they've got the story written. Yeah. They just need him to say that to put the quote into the slot. And he's like, look, this is a secret to nobody, guys. Yeah, it's pretty exactly. fucking obvious. Uh, do so what he's actually do, said it. Fuck. Yeah. So he just comes out, says it. He can write little stories, doesn't give a fuck. But he went on and also he commended some of the leaders who weren't sort of known as the leaders uh, from the last game. I think it was for Solo and someone else. Actually, not for Solo. Two other young kids who he's given a big rap to. And that's very indicative with Swan. That's his retirement as yep. well. So they've already got the next leadership group earmarked, and um, Darcy Moore stepping up probably yep. makes that job a whole lot a easier as well. Yeah. Uh, he also said tonight that Cloak is one hundred percent playing this weekend. Yeah, well, could be a farewell match. We don't know yet, but he said he's playing. Get some did value he, in there. Did yeah. he say the AFL? Yes. Just checking. Yes, he did. Yeah, he said uh, he's one hundred percent playing. There's no use going through speculation all week. He's playing. Yeah, I mean, they can't really get worse for. Any prospect for Cloak. I mean, unless no. he breaks a leg or something. Will he be bringing in his glove? 
<laughs> I don't think so. We saw um, Hutchie. Hutchie's thing, and to be honest, that was a pretty good demo. It was yeah, a great we demo. had, uh, you know, yeah. he put the glove on and it didn't quite fit. And especially, it's a very good control because you can see Hutchie's uncoordinated as fuck. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was you, all glove. You, you can't claim he was, uh, yeah. you know, trying to sh- uh, sh- uh, shuck the data or anything. Yeah. But being able to palm the ball like he did, uh, and then even Matty Lloyd couldn't do the same with the... The same ball, mind you. Yeah. Matty Lloyd was playing for a free kick. So. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know which way the wind was going. I mean, you give Matty Lloyd a soccer ball. That's just you know, it's putting uh, yeah. gasoline on a fire, isn't it? <laughs> it's worse diving than the Philippines diving team. Uh, showdown on Saturday night. I missed it because I went and saw Jason Bourne, um, which, if you're wondering, is the fourth best Jason Bourne movie. Yep. Um, Born again. But it looked like Port put up a little bit of a show, but they were never going to get there. No. Well, the thing is, they came out of the blocks firing them fast, and yep. you thought, hang on, here we go. This is like the showdowns that we're used to. It doesn't matter yeah. where you in the ladder. It comes up where they face each other, and they're going to turn it on. Um, fizzled out pretty quick. They were inaccurate in the first quarter, to be honest. Yeah. Um, that hurt them. Uh, you could have had a chance to really put the scoreboard pressure on it in the first and make them change strategies. Uh, didn't manage to do it. So, yeah, that's where we're wrong. I Fair. almost wish Robbie Gray, uh, that he had enough talent in the midfield that he could rest at uh, forward pocket a lot more because he is brilliant around that. I wish, I wish that uh, there were any footballers that grew up in Richmond. <laughs> you'd love to see him come home. But uh, Richmond is not really a place that you grow up in. He is survive. Victorian, Robbie Gray. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him come home and go to a nice club like Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, if, he's come, if he has the go-home factor, he's going somewhere like that. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's going to afford him, that's why. Uh, you get cloaked, don't worry about it. Yeah, if you had nothing, put us enough back. I already hit up <laughs> Richmond Twitter page. I said, please, mate, it's been a tough week. Just give me some dignity, my mates, and just tell me we're putting us enough back and not letting the goals. If you had no to response, trade, so I'm scared. If you had to trade Vickery for him, is that a net win? Ooh. Does the glove come it with him? It depends. It depends where you put him. You know what I mean? Because well, then he got fined what a thousand bucks for the glove or some shit. Oh, I've got a feeling it was more, but I can't remember. So. It's one of those ones. That, one of the ones that takes a while to play out. Play out. Kind of like Jared Waite. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Jury's still had on that one. He's he's had a very good first few games. Well, and you're in finals some... again, so it's where it's where it matters. It's where it counts. Yeah. Well, here we come back. We'll get to that game. So it's a, a, a lot talked about in this game for two incidents in particular. Yeah. One is uh, some bird throwing fruit over the fence. Oh, banana bitch. Um, I don't want to go further on it, but uh, like the whole, you know, is it racist or if it's not? If it is racist, then, you know, it's deplorable. I thought, fuck off. She threw something at a player. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm. It, anything exactly. else beyond that, like throwing something at a player is a life ban. Well, yeah, yeah. If it's racially motivated, uh, double life ban. Well, she was caught on camera calling him a monkey first, and then throwing it. So I kind of think that does enter into it. But you're right. Even if she had not said a word and threw an apple at the dude, yep, still life ban. Fuck yep. It. it doesn't matter beyond that. And anything else is just you know, well, pile it on. I mean, that's where you need just good mates to just give you a clip of there and say, mate, what the fuck are you doing? And it looks like they did, uh, you know, say, hey, sh- you, gone now. Yeah, well, and Port I mean, Adelaide came out quick and said, she's banned. Well, Fuck honest. her off. Port Adelaide supporters, I don't know if they have good mates or good parenting or whatever. <laughs> but I've seen Port Adelaide kids beat up for more over less. Yeah. And- Speaking of the kids, I did see uh, when Eddie kicked that goal, he's gone to the crowd. You know, and look, uh, some people would argue that it's uh, making the situation worse, but fuck that. He- he's gone and let him know because uh, he's had a brilliant goal and he's had a brilliant career. Well, wouldn't you? But uh, there's a kid in the front row who's going, you're fucking shit. Like, mate, he's just towed you guys up. Kicked five on his 250th. I reckon uh, you missed the mark there. 
yeah, he's probably wrong, but what's he going to say? Thank you, Eddie. That was a lovely <laughs> display. <laughs> I admire your talent, but you may suck my scrotum. And but that goal was overrated too. It wasn't the best thing <laughs> all year, let's be honest. Um, and the other incident was uh, Rory Sloan's now copped a week for punching Ebert in the head. Yeah, I mean... Look, he got him high and he started bleeding. It kind of makes a decision for you. But yeah. I think there should be this little caveat on these instances on on who it is because punching Brad Ebert shouldn't be the same <laughs> as like punching... No, no, I agree. I don't know, like a Ben Brown or someone. You know what I mean? There should be different categories. Like, oh, I can understand where you come from. Yeah, fuck, I'd like to punch him too. But, you know, just give <laughs> you a reprimand. I don't think I've ever seen anyone punch Ben Brown. No. no. Not yet. He's using it as a hypothetical. Yeah. But yeah. like, you can't go up and punch Trent Cotchin. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. What's he ever done? Yeah. He's I mean, too nice. And you can't do it to Dusty either, but for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you can do it. You get, it, you get tell, the fuck out of Dodge quick. You yeah. can do it to Dusty and they're going to say, mate, uh, we're not going to suspend you or fine you. Yeah. Uh, your, your punishment's coming yeah. and there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of those things like, it was the argument that he shouldn't get it is it's a legitimate spoil attempt. Um, but yeah. I don't know if Rory Sloan could miss a spoil by more. Yeah, yeah, and look, if Brady didn't start bleeding and didn't ham it up, maybe 50 metres, you'd call it that and say, oh, fair enough. But he's bleeding out his head. You've punched him high. Yeah. It's kind of tough to really say get your way out of that one. Yeah, your fist is connected with his yeah. face. I mean, he bled more than Conor McGregor yeah, did. It, it didn't go exactly. off his shoulder first. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's no Brock Lesnar swinging elbows. You know? so <laughs> there's today, not too. much too slowly. So if he's breaking people's faces, there's probably been a force behind it. Yeah, he's, mm. I'm saying, yeah, if, he, if it was a genuine spoil attempt, um, he's a very uncoordinated for a professional look, footballer. I judge him not at all for trying to punch Brad Ebert and probably enjoy <laughs> a little bit. I'm all good, but just have a week on the sidelines. See, that's what I like when um, Spud Frito does punch it. He punched Buddy Franklin the square in the back of the head. You're like, well, <laughs> Spud, we know that wasn't a spoil attempt. <laughs> you saw his head, you yep. saw a chance. But at the same time, he'd go, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's not pretending. He knows that Buddy's a better footy player than he is. Uh, he should have got a. That was last year, though, wasn't it? And I don't think he got a week for it. And I was like, Pfft. yeah, yeah. Well, I can't remember. He might have. Anyway, yeah. And I, I think um, if you're a backman, you, you need a little bit of leeway, surely. I mean, I know it's not in the rules or anything, but I think uh, backmen are so penalised these days. Fuck it, let them get one. Yeah, but at the same time, like you got to say, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. enough. I got if, him. If you're, <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a veteran with a huge talent differential, then you, you're allowed to do these moves, I think. I mean, did your fist connect with his face? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got him. It was the back of his head. Be proud of it. <laughs> um, well, he does not shy away from it. Carlton versus Melbourne in the MCG. This is like slaying Bambi, this one. Yeah. Um, yep. I felt sorry for Melbourne because they had yep. this tiny slither of hope and Carlton come and ruin it. Yeah. And played well. The teams. Yeah, they did. Um, one thing I was surprised going through uh, the recap was that Nathan Jones actually got 29 disposals. They weren't good ones. I didn't see him do fuck all the nah. time that I was watching. I think we were saying that while watching it. Like, where's yeah, Nathan probably. Jones? And then towards the end of the match, he got a couple of do-nothing possessions. Yeah. But he never looked like he was dangerous. Yeah. And- well, that's it. I think the whole team was just, they were just off that little bit. Yeah. Same as uh, they were just on when they played Hawthorne. This is, you know, the, the, the difference. I yeah. think it's probably... It would have been nice that they, if they go into round 23 still with that slim hope of finals because yeah. they could have played with pressure, yep. um, which for a young group would be good. But at the same time, I don't think that playing in finals... They weren't ready for finals anyway. No, nah, no. Nah, it would so have been th- smashing. This gives them that little bit of disappointment and they can run into next year. Yeah. It was the, hope. the first time this season I can remember where Gorn had very little impact on the game. He was well held. Yeah, mm. he was. 
And look, this uh, could be the first time that Melbourne go into an off-season without too much drama and too much pressure, and they can pretty much go sailing through, do go go about the business and not have the media attention uh, of changing you know, all the backhouse of shit with a new coach coming in. But. Well, it is kind of a measure of where they are now that they could legitimately be a bit disappointed about not making finals. Yeah. Whereas previously, they would be ecstatic if they didn't get the spoon. Yeah. 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 Or ecstatic if they did get the spoon. Well, that yeah, too. exactly. Depending. Yeah. yeah, and on the Carlton side, still lots of positives for Carlton, and I'm 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 thinking that Carlton's rebuild is looking like a pretty big success. Well, with they uh, recruited in and and Cripps Dylan Buckley Gib- kicking three yeah. goals today. Cripps, Gibbs, and Doherty were the ones that had the most impact there. Um, they they have some good players coming through. It's uh, frustrating because I'd love to see them struggle for a little longer, but uh, I think they're going to be very dangerous. I did a tiny bit of research today and looked at our pre-season um, picks, their yep. ladder selections pre-season, and I think two out of three of us had it Carlton finishing in the wooden spoon. Yep. Um, and I think the other one had them in 7-8. So they've exceeded our expectations, and I think mm. everybody's. Yeah, now, definitely. The other argument was they've lost nine in a row before this game. Like, So how can you say you had a good season when they lost nine in a row? You're like, well, those nine losses... Yeah. Some of them were actually pretty good losses. Yeah. Yep. Like they pushed Sydney all the way. They pushed yeah. Hawthorne all the way. And look, when we think about some of the wins last year, like they had some shit wins over Richmond, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Some of them were crap. Mm. But there's been games to play this year where we're generally excited and there were things to be excited about. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it was, um, they're, they're still, they're old, old players still playing as shit as they were playing. But these young kids are coming through, they're giving them some hope. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I think the rebuild's going exactly to plan and looking. Bit scary about how good it'd be being yeah. a Richmond supporter. So. But then they're not uh, loaded up in one area. Like they've got some good young mids coming through, some forwards, yeah. yep. uh, some backs. Uh, Could do with some more forwards, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think um, L- Liam Jones is still getting the game. That's all I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see how they go. Uh, Lions and the Cats up at the Gabba. It was good to see that the Lions were never going to win this game, but uh, a few lads really took it up to them. Well, what about that fucking hit? That bump by Robinson was brilliant. Yeah, oh, that was, was perfect. I, w- I want to see that every match. Like, uh, he he didn't leap into it. He stayed low and but just met... Selwood left into it. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. I think the words met solidly. Don't give it enough uh, credit for what that bump was. Yeah. And when you get bumped like that, the first thing you're you're thinking is, don't let him show that it hurt. Yeah. So if no he's bent choice. over like that, it hurt, like, for sure. He was down for a long time. I thought he yeah. might have broken a rib. Yeah, so did I. And, and we've seen worse impacts this this round that had severe injuries, like Armitage's, uh, not Armitage, uh, McCartan. McCartan. In the St. Kilda game, his collarbone that got broke, and mm. Nick Nat's knee. Hey, speaking of that, we didn't mention it when we talked about the Richmond Saints game, yeah. but Paddy McCartan breaks his collarbone, still kicks the kicks fucking the goal. goal yeah. <laughs> did it well, yeah. Hey? All, all he did was bad. just no high fives, guys, so we'll just run off. Thanks. <laughs> but uh, with that bump in particular, we used to see it all the time. Um, players these days... Uh, kind of getting a bit rewarded for putting themselves on the line but they're also not bumping uh, in the way they used to with getting low and meeting them with the hip and shoulder yeah but you saw Selwood when he got bu- he got hit um, he, fair to say he wasn't expecting it but he also didn't protect himself at all wow. yeah he leapt into he the jumped air into it, that's yeah. a yeah. pretty bad way to protect himself thing, exactly yeah. rather than sort of making himself small he's just opened himself right up it's good for professional wrestling it makes it makes the bump look massive yeah you go flying <laughs> do a spin Yep. Good reason why it made it look massive. It fucking was. But uh, look, I, I hope every backman looks at that and goes, you know what? This staying low and hitting them hard, this might fucking work. This might hang around. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, Reese Matheson. Um, 
yeah. giving a bit of lip to Joel Selwood. You love the young kids doing that. Fuck There's it. nothing better than the young kids coming up just saying that, putting a sledge out there. And let's be, let's be real, has no right to say yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why it doesn't matter what the comeback is, because you yeah. know you've got no right to be saying that. So you already know what they're going to come back with. It's all good. It's I'm like, saying it anyway. Remember back in the day, um, Stevie J used to say to the GWS players, I've got more premierships than you've got wins. Yeah. Or, or played games. It's the same with this one, with uh, Reese Matheson. But yep. he's like, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Have I got his name right? Is it Reese Matheson? Sure. Yeah. I feel like yeah, that's the sure. Channel V guy. What's his name? No, that's Jimmy. That's yeah, Usher. James Wadlow. James Matheson, yeah. that's who it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he ran against Tony Abbott or some shit. Some shit. What? Anyway, that yeah. was a bit of a diversion. Um, anything else interesting out of this game? Uh, I thought Lions showed a little bit, but Cats uh, were never really extended themselves. Same old Zorko. He's uh, rose amongst yeah. those thorns down there. They're missing still that strength. The midfielders still got so many injuries, and it's all just a shambles at Brisbane. Yeah, da- Dangerfield set a record for inside 50s for the year, but... You know, again, he, he's the kind of bloke that he'll waste 10 kicks, but he'll get 30, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. Fucking Menegola popped up. Menegola? Menegola. Menegola. Mengola. Whatever. Yeah, Menegola. Yeah. Yeah, looks looks handy. Fuck. Sounds like a debilitative injury. Yeah, he's had a few. Mongolia. Yeah. things. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Geelong are going to look fucking dangerous again. Certainly in with a chance, you'd say. Um, and the final game was uh, Essendon versus Bulldogs. Had a few little highlights, but again, another injury to the Bulldogs. It's just, it's not fucking funny. No. And I mean, it's hard to see where they go in finals because the game style they have has been depleted with the outs that they've got. It's yep. really hard to have a patch-up job and compete against the teams they're going to compete against because the advantage that they had and exploited over these teams, which was running in small midfield and going through yep. the middle, you can't do that with the squad that they've got. And it's very easy to play against them now. Well, pretty much if you lined up the Bulldogs side and you said, right, you can have one more injury um, in, in this game, they go, okay, at least yeah. not, not Luke, Luke Beveridge. <laughs> Take him. Just not Bontepelli and we'll be happy. Yeah. Okay, Eastern Wood. Oh, yeah. fucking yeah. cats. <laughs> Actually, Stringer had a pretty good run out uh, for the Footscray VFL team. Uh, pretty good? Well, he had, so. he had uh, Ben Jacobs on him and followed him all day and he still kicked, uh, I think it was three. So he wasn't uh, brilliant, didn't cut him up or anything, but... Um, he, he had a decent run. I think it sent a message. With all the injuries that they've got, they can still afford to um, send someone down to the twos yep. as good as Jake Stringer. Yeah. Oh, and his best is spectacular. Don't worry about that. And like I mentioned at the start, Waller resigned, so that's a win for Essendon. It's a win for Essendon. That's all the good news you need for the week. Danaher kicked some big goals. Yeah, Had some good marks. Uh, yep. That's what I meant. Uh, Zach marks. Merritt but got plenty of the ball. Don't know if he kicked any goals. Um, uh the other thing was, of course, it, it may be Cooney's last game because um, he said, I might be needed next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know yet. Yeah. Um, well, fair enough. Um, but the one tiny thing, and I thought, oh, it would be unprecedented if they did it, but it would have been nice to see... He got chaired off. Yeah. would have been nice to see one Essendon player, one Bulldogs player to chair him off. Yeah. But yeah. It, it didn't happen. But anyway, it was just thought, oh, if that happens, that would be nice. Yeah, that would have been good. But, I mean, yeah. Whatever. I'm guessing the Bulldogs aren't that keen about the people that left their club at the moment because it would be handy. How many of the players he played with are still there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. of them are out. I mean, yeah, there'd be a couple, but not many. Um, all right, so we'll look at uh, the final round, round 23, and we kick off with the Crows and West Coast on Friday night. Uh, it's now looking a lot easier for the Crows without Nick Nat. I think uh, West Coast without Nick Nat is a bigger deficit than Crows without Rory Sloan. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure, yep. I don't. I think you can cover Sloan with their midfield. I don't think you can cover Nick Nat 
Yeah, uh, you, matter who you, got. you can cover a six foot. You can't cover uh, six, six foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> that plays like he's seven two. So that's uh, three crows for us. Oh, yep. If it was, if Nick Nat was playing, I'd say it'd be close. But without yep. him, I think Adelaide will just give him a fair talent. And uh, Adelaide will factor as well. But there's mm. plenty to play for this one, so it should be a hard for contest. But I think Adelaide would be too good. Yeah, just hope there's no fruit in the stands. Cats plenty of fruit in the stand. <laughs> and the demons down at the Cattery, uh, bruise free. Yeah, walk through. Yeah, yeah. I think Melbourne will be trying to uh, get a bit of pride back. Um, I don't think it's going to matter though. I think Geelong have just got too many stars on too many lines, and they're going to be a bit. Uh, Melbourne are going to be a bit fragile. I think they're just looking forward to their season end. Geelong are looking to hang on to a top, top four, four spot. Yeah. So. so they still need to win for a top four, but yeah. at the same time, they'll have an eye on finals. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And also, it depends how the game's going to play out. They should be safe for a top four spot. Uh, I mean, you've got Saints, uh, Swans have got Richmond. So. Yeah. Do we know if uh, anyone's going to hang up the boots in Melbourne? For Melbourne, I'd, I'd say there might be a couple that are announced, but they're not currently in the side. No, I don't want to put um, words into Hurdia Lumumba's and Chris Dawes' mouths, <laughs> but I'm saying that they're going to retire. But they might not know it yet. That's the problem. Well, the, I, the speaking circuit beckons for Hurdia <laughs> Lumumba. And Chris well, Dawes, I think, has got a law degree, so he's laughing. Yeah. Well, he's living life then. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think they'll be in a Melbourne Guernsey next year. Uh, no. And I don't see any other team having value in picking them up. Oh, they might play VFL or who knows where. Or, or go on the bloody uh, suburban circuit. Yeah, go. Okay. Still making a couple of grand doing that. No, fair enough. Are we? Good, good play. Uh, Essendon Carlton. Um, interesting to see this will be the big farewell game for all the top-up players. So I, I think uh, Essendon might actually be in a show for this one. Will there be enough uh, enough players to chair them off? Just. <laughs> they might need to borrow a couple of Carlton players. Wusher might need to chip in. <laughs> Do you reckon you could get possibly thirty thousand for this game? Yeah, they'll get I reckon so. Out for the last yeah. last dig around, I yeah, Carlton will still turn up. They'll give someone a crack on the hovercraft. It'll be fine. Uh, Sydney Richmond in Sydney. Um, do, do Richmond show up? No, no. You put young kids on there. Leave mm. everyone at home. Yep. <laughs> uh, thanks for your season. See you later. Stick Ellis out there because he's been fucking useless. Make him work full full stint. Do you think we're going to see any more retirements from the Tigers, Merrick? Um, perhaps. Yeah. Well, he's the only one, isn't he? I mean, besides, um, what's his name? He's already re- retired. Chaplin. Chaplin's, Chaplin's yeah. retired. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see a whole lot coming out of it. I mean, unless it's going to be injury force. Um, no. I don't, yeah. I mean, like I said, Merrick's probably the only one going, but. Even he might stick around for one more year. You never know, just in case. It's a mentoring type role. Where's the fact? It's only the first season we've got Hampson and um, Griffith. Griffith through the through the whole lot. And I think oh, I've got a feeling Griffith might have been injured in this game too. Yeah, Merrick come back for one game, played yeah. well, did was serviceable, um, and no one's going to tell Merrick to retire. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but Sydney all the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. Too yeah, easy to get that one. Uh, we've got. Gold Coast are hosting Port Adelaide. Um, very interesting game in who gives a rats. Yeah. yeah. Who, and, who really cares? And I think the crowd will be in the, uh, a very dozens. big indicator of that. Should be dozens there. Well, it's up at Metricon, so... And, and when I say who gives a rats, I mean the teams. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Who really is going to show up and care? Well, yeah. the, the problem is that both teams, when they play well, are spectacular to watch. Yeah. Well, Took Miller still cares. Not, that's not, <laughs> not going to happen in this match, though. I think both teams are just going to cruise it in and then uh, Port will probably just stay up there for their Mad Monday celebrations and, and why chill out. You? Well, why you? you know, Adelaide hasn't been too kind to them. Uh, so, can you pick a winner? 
I'm going Port just because I think uh, a few of their players are playing for their careers or playing to increase their value in the offseason. Actually, that is something that uh, Aaron Young highlighted out and said that if there are major culls, it's our fault. Yeah, uh, you like to hear the players coming back. He's been one of the bright spot, uh, bright lights for Port Adelaide this year. Actually, yeah. I th- I'd say the biggest positive out of Port Adelaide this year has been Aaron Young. He's been very, very clever. Um, I remember a match I went to for Port. Um, I think they were playing Essendon, so it wasn't a great game. But the amount of times he got the ball over the back because he'd read it better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, you know, some people Good disparage time. that, saying he's getting uh, slut kicks. Uh, but uh, no, he gets them. Disparages that. I think MP's no. done the same as well. Um, MP's been a standout. He was a lot more consistent this year. Him and uh, anyone who I think is a first-year player or second. Carl Amon, uh, yeah. a couple. A couple, yeah. Um, he's started to prove his worth a little bit. And it's just these little players you need coming up because not only do they fill out your team, they also make good trade bait yeah. for putting players in positions that you're lacking. Yeah, there is that. So, um, yeah. It, what's going to be interesting is seeing what you're going to do with that forward line where you've got Schultz and you've got... Um, uh, his fucking name who they pick up Dixon. Uh, Dixon Dixon in there as well yeah. and plus you've got uh, Westoff and you've got Trangofu who drops in there as well could be too, too many tools in there for yeah. what they need so I'm surprised one of them gets trade baited and it's not going to be Dixon because they paid a fuck ton of money for him <laughs> and they've only just got him and Schultz has well, come back and got it well, well, injury free yeah. so is it retirement or I think Schultz is going to retire yeah. um, and they'll get Paddy Ryder back next year and Monfries as well yep. obviously but um, they need to do something next year, otherwise you can't really justify yeah. Hinkley. It's going to be tough for Monfries to, I reckon, spend his spot next year. Fitting, yeah. Some young kids coming through uh, that are good. And let's face it, Aaron Young is doing what Monfries did, but better. Exactly, mm. yep. yep. Um, next, we go to the game of the round by far, I think, which is uh, North and GWS at Etihad Stadium. Yep. Um, and very good chance that these two teams line up again the following week, mm. or, or, well, yep. the next game, yep. not the following week. Um, good chance we do the back-to-back. Actually, no. No, it'll be up there. Yeah, up there. Um, The interesting thing for me will be North, I expect, would make about six, seven changes just because they've got uh, Higgins, Jacobs, Waite, um, McDonald, Wright, all to come back in. Uh, You'd want them to get a regular season game under their belt before the um, final start. So It may as well be this one. Well, yeah, it has to be. um, Essentially, I mean, it's a dead rubber because I don't think North can get off... Eighth, no. can they? No. Um, and I don't think they can drop to ninth either unless they lose by a thousand points. They have to lose by 300, right? and St. Kilda need to win by 350. There you go. Um, so you've got a week off afterwards. Play them. They're underdone, but play them anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you get some guys like Goldstein having a rest. Um, Why not? Brown will come back in as well, I'd say. Uh, all the guys with a bit of niggle, they'll, they'll be chilling out. But. Um, Brown played last week, didn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he had a he was pulled up a bit proppy. All right. But um I do hope they leave Magic Door on the side. Yep. Just because you gotta... he's he's being serviceable and he, he adds an extra dimension. Especially against GWS, who've got a lot of big players yeah. in, in yep. you know, uh, Mumford, Lobb and Patton. And that's one thing that Goldstein has struggled against is the physical ruckman. Yeah. Like uh Mumford and um even Martin, to a degree, and especially Sandlins, have monstered him on occasion uh, in the one-on-run rucks. Dor is probably, you'd have to say, one of the strongest ruckmen running around based on muscle size alone. I don't know what he's benching, but I imagine it's substantial. So I'd, I would like to see him and Mumford running with each other. Yeah, it'll be good effort yeah. for him too. Um, so your job today is to run with him. Hmm. 
Um, and don't take a backward step because yeah. Mumford will test him out. Oh, God, yeah. And deservedly so, he should be. But uh, that'll be the interesting part for me. And also whether the Giants decide to rest some guys like Stevie J. I don't want to see how that goes because uh, I, Stevie J wants to play every damn game. Yep. It'd be very interesting which uh, which side the Giants um, bring down. They have had struggles travelling this year. Um, so if they get a top win away, sorry, a top eight win yeah. away from home, it says a lot for them going into finals, yep. especially if you're going to then face this side in two weeks' time. Yeah. However, I think North have done it once or twice in the last couple of years where they've lost in round 23 and, and come back and done brilliant in, round 20, uh, in the first week of the finals after they've rested players. So. Mm. Um, we'll see how it goes, but it's hard to pick a winner. But I'm I'm going to say North. I think North are a good chance just because they do have so many people coming back, and they'll probably put Clark and maybe Wagner in as well just to get a game on them. Um, I don't think either side will really care so much as long as they get through clean. Yeah, that's going to be the goal. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see which side is hungrier. Yes, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think Giro's going to the line. I think the only reason it's going to be close is because Giro don't know how to play Elliott Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Kangaroos are very experienced playing there. And they'll play through the middle. It'll take Giro probably two first half to figure out what they're going to do. And it'll be second second half blowout. It will be really interesting, though, to see how this sets up the first round of finals, which yeah. will more than likely be North and Giro again. And look, so North, North sp- have turned on the finals last year with yeah. that pretty much same squad, so can't yeah. count them out. And GWS haven't played finals yet. Yeah. So, you know, if you're... A great test. If yep. you're North, you're going to be thinking, we don't give a fuck about this game. We just don't want to give anything away for the next week. Yep. And North mature and got belief as well. And, and that, that counts for something in finals. Played two prelims in the last two years. So. Yeah. Mm. They've got a good leadership squad there. But, um, uh, not in talent-wise, in belief-wise. It'll yep. be funny watching Ferrito as well, because he won't want to get suspended this match. It's always funny watching Ferrito. <laughs> it's always funny. He's got to curb himself, not get suspended. Jeez, that's going to be rough for him. <laughs> Although his suspension record has been pretty good, I strangely think, enough. I think you've, you've got to rest him. Rest Ferrito. <laughs> like, next week counts as a game, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the Legends match. I'm old enough for it. <laughs> if he runs out for Teddy Witten's game, that'd be great, actually. Uh, Saints and Lions in the Who Gives a Rat's Ass Cup. Although it is Nick Rewalt's last game as captain. Um, yeah, no, so, it doesn't even make it interesting. Don't care. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. If it was his last game of all time, then yeah. But uh, at the start of the season, I thought it would have been. You but can stick that C on whoever's Guernsey you want, but Nick Rewalt's going to be at the heart of that club. Yep. Mm, so. yeah. mm. um, Hawks, Collingwood at MCG. See, It'll I'm, be a farewell game for a lot of magpies this week. Yeah. See, for that, rec- uh, for that reason, I reckon this is a bit of a danger game. I think Definitely, Collingwood's yeah. got a real chance. Yeah. It's going to be a cracker at the G, actually. It's going to be a red-hot game. And Cloak's going to be trying out for another team next year. Exactly. Um, And he's going to have a big game, Uh, especially when you saw how bad Hawthorne were at defending contested marks last week. Well, that is one thing that he can do. Yeah. Um, It's a shame that uh, I think Tuvi might play, but out of, you know, you've got Tuvi's retired, McCaffrey's retired, and everyone says Dane Swan's going to retire tomorrow. Mm. It's a shame that the, they can't actually run out on the ground. Yeah. Um, or it's a shame that Swan can't run at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to get their big farewell. But they'll be there, um, and the Collingwood Faith will be there to say goodbye. Well, let's be honest. For one week, you've got to change Swan Street to Dane Swan Street. Yeah. <laughs> Surely. Done. Have, have a it's march down Dane Swan happen. Street to the MCG. Um, on cloak though, I actually yeah, he marched from Punt Road. <laughs> I really want to see how this affects him because 
so often you see him like uh, 30 out and you see him thinking, oh, should I pass it? Should I not? <laughs> now he's like, fuck these cunts. I'm going to take a kick. And will that make a difference? Will his um, single-mindedness now help him kick the goals? Do, do you think he's going to run out to the ground with his resume in his back pocket? <laughs> just hand it around? I think he's just going to write it in crayon at halftime. <laughs> Go up and shake Clarko's hand at the end of the game. And, <laughs> by the way, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bad at Sanaf back. Oh, you know, I'll do it. Here's a 20 buck note, mate. Make it happen. Uh, and Frio versus the Dogs. Again, this is actually a danger game. One, because the Dogs are just do not want an injury. Yeah. They've had so many. Yeah. And it's Pav's last game. Yeah. If true. Frio can't get up for Pav's last game, yeah. then they deserve everybody to leave. Yeah. I actually do hope that. Uh, Lurk Beveridge rests about 18 players. I don't know if he's got 18 players to rest. Yeah. Well, he might have to pull on some boots, but uh, look, Bulldogs don't care if they win or lose. No. They just want to get their team through the match. I mean, it's maybe they can host a final instead of going away, which is a big thing, because I mean, I think if they win, they host who? Like, West Coast? Who are they going to host? Uh, if, if they win... And West Coast they, lose. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's funky like all that. But uh, you certainly don't want to lose um, in Perth and then have to come back two weeks later to play West Coast. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, if they win, West Coast lose, they're going to play them uh, at home. Otherwise, yeah. they'll have to travel over there. And I think they've already said if, mistake there, if uh, Bulldogs host, they want to play at the MCG because they get 60,000 there and they don't want to turn anybody away, which is a great yep. attitude to have. Good look, mm. I, I'm yep. going to watch the game and not even a fan of either side. So, yeah. it's mm. smart by the Bulldogs. Well, and it's uh, Pav's last game. That's yeah. worth worth watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Frio in an upset. Oh, yeah, I I actually agree, just because the Bulldogs, I think, will be trying to be as bruise-free as possible. And I think Frio have a lot, uh, a lot. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. More pride than they've led on this season. No, Especially lock, in Pav. Go lock in the old 60 disposals. <laughs> 60. <laughs> all right. So no that, tackles. <laughs> Just interesting getting that ball. After that, it's be the end of round 23. So next week, what we can do is, uh, I don't know if we're going to preview the Legends game. Much much there. But uh, what we will do is a season in review and have a look at our pre-season selections and how yeah. well they went. Yeah, I'm pretty confident we got it right. Uh, I, I did a little test today, and I've got to say, out of the three of us, with our point system for ladder predictors, it's still up for grabs. I was reigning champion. I'm pretty confident going into that first round. You can't even remember what you picked. That's why I'm confident. <laughs> well, he did pick 18 teams this year, so <laughs> which is one up on somebody from last year. Um, so that'll be it for this week. You know, uh, clickingballs.com. Hit us up on Facebook. 
SoundCloud, yeah, actually, Twitter. Go to Facebook and just say, I exist. I mean, that'll do. Yeah. And make sure you tell me that my 96th season was appreciated. <laughs> All right, we're gone. See you next Tuesday. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.